Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, September 4th, 2021. Happy Labor Day weekend to you and yours. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock this morning. If you've got a question, comment, suggestion, rant, opinion, hey, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply and text line at 46862, 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message, if you will, and we will do our best to get it on the air for you and uh, perhaps uh, incite some other conversation and opining so uh, we will do that uh, especially if you're a high school football fan let's hear from you this morning my goodness we're in week three now week three just about completed have a couple teams from the area fremont and adam central have to play games uh on saturday and we'll do so and we'll talk about that quickly but uh you know hey what do you think of, of the team that you follow what do you think of uh, uh some of the surprises and uh, as we go through things today, we will uh, we will talk about that. We'll also talk with Mike Nutter, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, as the Tin Caps prepare for their final six-game homestand of the season. So if you haven't gotten out to many games or you haven't gotten out to any games, well, why not? But get out there. They'll be back in town on Tuesday, and we'll talk to Mike about that and all the uh, special, special uh, promotional features that we'll be along with the final homestand of the season. So uh, we'll do that. But uh, today, it's a lot of high school football. And uh, don't forget, the premiere of the 25th season of Fighting Irish Preview will kick off right after talking sports this morning at 10 o'clock. So you'll be able to hear the Judge Phil Houck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, Give you everything you need to know about opening weekend for the Irish. So college football season is here. Just ask Ohio State fans. Uh, they will tell you that, uh, oh, yes, it, it is underway. And uh, are there are there questions with Ohio State? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Do you, I, yeah, <laughs> I, they looked okay through first week of the season, but Minnesota really tested them. I think Minnesota is better than anticipated. I, I believe I, so. I yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's begun, and uh, we are good to go with college football now until, well, after the start of 2022, and the NFL is just a, a couple of weeks away or just less than two weeks away because I know my fantasy football draft is tomorrow. Got your uh, big board ready? Oh, it's ready, yeah. Got it? It's okay. ready. Keepers are ready, yeah, and everything. Um, so we'll, we'll have some fun with that. So. Uh, other than that, 46862, Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And uh, if you're ready, let's go to high school football scores for week three, starting in the Summit Athletic Conference. And let's start with Carroll. Hey, guess what? Jeff Becker's back. 
or the Chargers. Oh, my goodness, and in a big way, too. Carroll over North side by a score of 40 to nothing, Justin. Shocking result, and not that Carroll won, but that they shut out a North side team that, you know, you hear every week with so many weapons and, and, and all that, and, you know, you have to look. You have to go back a little ways to find out the last time, uh, just a couple of years, that Northside was shut out. But uh, kudos to the defense of Carroll. That's a group that's been much maligned over the last year plus. And for them to go go on the road to Chambers Field and pitch a shutout against Northside was very, very impressive last night. So outstanding offensive performance for Carroll last night, but I think it's it's the the MVPs last night was was that uh, off defensive unit being able to shut down Northside. Yes, congratulations to the Carroll Chargers. Now, after they won the nail-biter against Snyder, come back and, and face a good Northside Legends team, now they're 2-1 and one after uh, after that loss to a an extremely good Bishop Lewis team, and that was close. Right. So, I mean, you know, is Carroll the second best team in the SAC right now? I think we all agree that, that Lures is there number one. You know, Bishop DeWanger is going to say, hey, look at us. But, you know, Carroll losing uh, by seven to Bishop Lures in week one looks better and better the further we go. Yes, indeed. And that uh, shutout pitch by the Carroll Chargers defense last night was the first of 15 games that have been contested in Summit Athletic Conference play where the where a team did not score at least double digits in points, and it was indeed the first shutout, first and only shutout we've had through three weeks of the high school football season, which is, uh, I don't know if it uh, determines parity or, uh, you know, the the lessening of the haves and have-nots in the Summit Athletic Conference, but teams are scoring the ball. It's. I think it's showing really the competitiveness of this league on both ends. I feel like there's no really horrible team in this conference, but then I I also think there's no real dominant. And I'm and I'm talking you know upper class five A six A really dominant team either. So I feel like in this league it's an exciting year because you don't have a team on either end that is either very good or very bad. Yeah, just the the automatic dub. For, uh, for some of the elite teams. Let's uh, move along with the scores here. It was Bishop Dwenger over Southside, 50-14. to 14. Uh, Southside coming off that big win over Northrop in week two, 26-14. From what I understand, had to play the game without a lot of their starters in, in linemen uh, yeah, and, due to yep. uh, various uh, well, COVID reasons, et cetera, contact tracing, et cetera. But uh, the against Dwenger is not when you want to be without your your no, starting lineman. Not at all. And and Bishop Dwenger is is an interesting case because every year because of the schedule we still wonder how good Bishop Dwenger is because they start off with Wayne, Northside and Southside every single year because the SAC is incapable of switching up the schedule uh more than once every 6 or 7 years, which is actually coming here in the coming years this is Justin's rant. every 2 years. But here, here we go. Entering week four, Homestead Dwenger's the big one next week at Shields Field, and that's when we'll find out just where Bishop Dwenger is because I think we know while Wayne, Northside, Southside aren't you know horrible teams, they're also not competing for the SAC championship this year. They're a combined one and eight. So 
let's figure out how good Bishop DeWenger is starting next week against the Spartans. No doubt about it. And in the instant classic that was out at Homestead High School last night in the game you heard on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM, Bishop Lures in a back-and-forth game beats the Homestead Spartans 45-42 to uh, take in command, well, not command because it's the Bishops now atop the SAC with 3-0 and records, but my goodness, uh, was out there for, for a, a period of time last night, Justin, and holy cow, it was just back and forth. It's anything you can do, I can do. And uh, in the end, it was Sir Hale. Yeah, finishing it off with the uh, touchdown at the end of at, uh, with 13 seconds to go to give Lures the lead. And, you know, seven the first seven drives resulted in seven touchdowns. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. Uh, a little bit more uh, strategic in the second half. Bishop Lures, of course, didn't score their first touchdown until that Sir Hale touchdown with 13 seconds to go. And first touchdown in the second half, rather. You know, Evan Linker with a big play late. You know, it's it's uh, you look at what the score was, and it's it's was it 42-38 uh, late, and Homestead's got the ball in the red zone. It's a third down. They could have just run it. I'm not questioning Chad Zolman here in this instance. I'm just saying what could have been. Uh, if you run it and don't score, you kick a field goal and you're up seven. Uh, instead, they throw over the middle. Evan Linker, great play to pick it off. That starts the march for Bishop Lures down the, the other end of the field. It results in that touchdown. You know, I know some Homestead fans are going to question Chad Zolman, but, like, he's going for the dagger in that one, right? You mm -hmm. score a touchdown, you're up two scores, game over, with, you know, four or five minutes to go. Didn't work out. Uh, Bishop Lures makes some pay, but it was just it was it was a heavyweight fight last night, back and forth. Uh, the fact that uh, Bishop Lures now sitting three and zero, two wins now over six A opponents in the first three weeks. That's double the amount of wins uh, of two A opponents or two A teams over six A opponents in the state. With Andran over Crown Point, the only other two A beating a six A thus far this year. Uh, Bishop Lewis in the driver's seat right now uh, for the SAC, but they still have some challenges coming up, namely Bishop Dwanger and Snyder later in the season. Yeah, interestingly enough, too, you know, Bishop Dwanger has Homestead looming next week at Shields Field, but Lewis has already uh, hurdled that obstacle. And uh, and yeah, is it uh, is it smooth sailing for the uh, Lewis Knights? Uh, and of course, the Battle of the Bishops later on in the season will be. Yeah. A, a true test. couple other scores from the SAC had Northrop nipping Wayne 13-12, to giving Jason Dorfler's Bruins their first victory of the season. And Snyder, a 45-13 winner over the Concordia Cadets. Tyrese Brown once again, uh, just shy of 200 yards rushing. He's been automatic the first three weeks of the season for Snyder. And, you know, are we looking past Snyder a little bit, you know? A one-point loss to Carroll is the only, their only blemish. You know, we, we will find more about Snyder in you know, week five at Homestead. They have Dwanger and Lures, of course, coming up as well. So keep an eye on the Panthers as well. I think Carroll and Snyder are two of those teams still with one loss. And you throw Homestead in there as well. You're not out of the SAC race yet if you have one loss. Two losses, you're done. But one loss... You're still in the conversation. So while we have the bishops atop the, the Summit Athletic Conference right now, 3-0, you have Carroll, Snyder, and Homestead there 
lurking. And we saw it, you know, as recently as last year, Homestead winning the SAC with one loss. Oh, yeah, there are still five teams, uh, yeah, solid in the five race. Yep. teams that, that, once again, I hate to keep using this cliche, but on any given Friday night, you know, it, as you said, the Snyder Panthers, hey, they rebounded after that one-point loss to uh, Carroll. But now we're looking at Carroll going, oh, wait a minute. They're pretty good. Yes. So, uh, you know, the 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 loss that Snyder took was not as uh, surprising as uh, as one might have thought, seeing as how Carroll is, uh, is, is a formidable opponent on any given night. So... Uh, should be very interesting uh, going forward in that. Let's take a look at the NEA conference and let's just let's just start. Leo 41 to seven over Norwell. The Lions went into the halftime locker room with a 34 to nothing lead at the courtyard in Ossian. Uh, one point away from having a rolling clock in the second half. I had no idea that was going to unfold like it did. No, me neither. I think, you know, that to me was maybe outside the Carroll Northside score, the most shocking score of last night to me, because especially over the last two years, we've seen this game be pretty competitive. Two years ago, that, you know, exciting three to two game uh, with the late three run homer by Leo to win. And then last year was a 17-0 game with Leo winning. And it was a very competitive game as well. I think Leo came out last night, wanted to prove a, prove a point. I, I feel like through the first two weeks, you know, a lot of people were like, okay, it's same old Leo. They're going to have a really, really good defense. They're going to be very run heavy. They're going to dominate the majority of their opponents until they run up against somebody that takes away that run. And it forces Jackson Barber to go to the air. And I feel like last night, you know, Coach Jared Souter came into that game and said, we're going to show just how dangerous our offense can be. And they absolutely did that. Barber made some plays. Ethan Crawford made some plays. That running game was big. The defense shut down Norwell's offense. I think it was a statement game for Leo. They got a big one coming up, of course, two weeks from now at East Noble. So all of a sudden, you know, I think with what we saw out of Leo last night, that makes that game in two weeks even more appealing. With that offensive line of Leo, with, you know, uh, just such a, a massive, quick offensive line, is there? a team that can take away the run from the Lions? Well, that's a great question because, yeah, you mentioned Landon Livingston up front, and uh, he's just, you know, the the the, the main guy up there. Oh, but run they behind have, him and you're gold. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. But they, he's he's surrounded by a, a really, really good, strong offensive front. You put DJ Allen on the uh, on the defensive side, arguably one of the best uh, edge, edge players in, in the area, regardless of conference. So I think somebody eventually at some point in the 4A playoffs can limit Leo. But as we saw last year, it took it be this this Leo offense is more capable of making uh, prolific big plays in the passing game than they were a year ago. And I feel like Jackson Barber is that player to make those plays. And he showcased it last night. And I think they need to continue to improve. They get New Haven t next week before the big one. Uh, in Kendallville on September 17th. Let's talk about the Bulldogs. They were a 13-10 winner over to Calvin, two overtimes. Now, New Haven, one and two on the season, but their win over to Calvin, as I just said, in two overtimes, but they lost in week one in two overtimes yeah. as well. And so, I mean, they are, uh, you know, last week, obviously, um, you know, beaten by Eastbrook 42-6, to six, but... 
I'll tell you what, and I don't was was Jakar Williams available last night? No, so, so uh, yeah, you know they they lose a, a trio of important guys with Avion Creech, Mylon Graham, and Jakar Williams all out. Mylon Graham, one of the best sophomore players in the area, uh, regardless of conference. So they lose the, those three late in the day yesterday. So they get put in uh, in close contact tracing late in the school day yesterday, which means they're out last night. So. You know, New Haven is scrambling for their backup quarterback. Not very many snaps, you know, with the ones in practice, obviously. And for them to go out and get that win last night, I think, you know, you hit the reset button if you're New Haven now because you erase the uh, the bad taste of two straight losses. You overcome adversity last night with your starting quarterback and two top players out. And Kamari Clopton last night, three interceptions, three pass deflections, five tackles, the game-winning touchdown in overtime. He showed out for the Dogs who are now one and two and can kind of um, really start their season over, so to speak, after a rough first two games of the year. But then congratulations, New Haven. Next week you get Leo on the road. You get to go to Leo next week, and then you get Norwell, and then you get Columbia City. So uh, New Haven really needs to uh, to buckle down and hopefully be a full complement of players next week. They're going to need them. Other scores from around the NE8 conference last night, Columbia City over Belmont 62 to 35. Now, if you look at things, Belmont 0-3, 0-1 in conference play, uh, losers of the last 22 in a row. However, they haven't scored 35 points in a game in a long, long time. So to be able to do that, granted, giving up 62 isn't isn't uh, uh, advisable. <laughs> but <laughs> not very suggestive. But, yeah, to uh to score 35 points and they they've got young kids on the line, a bunch of sophomores on the line, so uh you know, things have to be looking up for coach Hall and company with the Braves, but uh congrats to Columbia City. Uh Greg Bolt returns. Yep. and uh, has a big night for the Eagles. Most points for Belmont since 2016, a 39-20 to win over Norwell in sectional play. So it's been a minute. Yeah, like you said, Jim, that they put up that many points. I think Nick Hall's the right guy. Even when he was hired, there was a lot of talk about him. You know, it, it's a great hire. He's a Belmont guy. Of course, graduated from there, played there. And I think he's got that program moving in the right direction. It was just in, in such disarray when he took over that it's not an easy fix. And the Northeast State is a challenging conference to really get uh, some traction in because it's very difficult to get wins if you're struggling in that league. And, uh, you know, their non-conference was Adam Central and South Adams, so mm-hmm. that wasn't advisable either in terms of getting some some confidence. So a good showing by Belmont last night, but, you know, Columbia City too much. Ethan Seavers had a big night rushing the football, almost 200 yards rushing for the Eagles. So it was a big win for Columbia City, who uh, now goes to 2-1, and one. You know, but we talk about that late, you know, season schedule for for Columbia City, East oh, yeah. Noble, Leo, Norwell, seven, eight, nine. So uh, they need to continue to get better to prep for that. The final score of the NE8 uh, conference play last night at East Noble over Huntington North, fifty-seven to thirteen. And you know, here we go. I mean, because East Noble in two weeks, well, I guess in. Uh, on the 17th. 13 days. Yeah. yeah, we'll be home to Leo. But, you know, they have DeKalb at DeKalb next week. You know, and, uh, and as we said, Leo is home to New Haven. But, uh, you know, it, things are circled on the calendars for uh, the 17th. But we still have to play once again on the 10th. So we'll see. But um, 
East Noble, unbeaten, 2-0, and uh, 113 points in those two games. So uh, that is it. Uh, before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out uh, to, uh, well, one of our guest hosts, Caleb. Uh, my grandson is playing for the CYO Knights, and they start playing next week. Uh, his team is a con- uh, just a combination of St. E's and Queen of Angels and Precious Blood Kids, and uh, and they go at it. And I'll tell you what, I, I have such a respect for youth football coaches and the the school coaches, the CYO, and uh, you, know, you go into PAL, you go into Metro. Uh, these people give so much of their time and effort into these kids and to make them, to make them, to get them to understand the game of football uh, much much more in-depth than, let's say, a casual fan. But uh, but best of luck to the CYO Knights as they get their season started next Saturday. Uh, also, uh, another grandson guest host, uh, Miles, uh, is playing Leo Cub football once again hey. out there. My goodness, the, the depth of knowledge of these volunteer coaches teaching these kids the fundamentals. And this is why we have so much representation in the NFL over the years. And, you know, my gosh, at one time we had six players from the Summit Athletic Conference that were playing in the NFL. Now you, you look at things and holy cow, you know, you've got you've got the Drew Tranquils, you, you've got uh, Jalen Smith, you've got Jesse Bates, and, and, you know, and the list goes on and on. You've got Ben Skoranek who made the Rams uh, roster even after uh, surgery on his on his wrist and on his arm. Austin uh, Mack? Austin Mack is another one, yes. Uh, you know, so uh, this that doesn't just happen by coincidence. These guys are taught at an early age the fundamentals of, of the sport, and it's because uh, oftentimes the – Youth football coaches and, and all the all the youth coaches, for that matter, don't get the credit they deserve for for you know staying the course, teaching the fundamentals, and giving these kids great foundations. So that is uh, that is all that I want to say right there. And uh, tell you what, let's go to break, and then when we come back, well, let's talk about the other conferences. We got the ACAC scores and also the Northeast Corner scores. And we got some outstanding teams statewide in these two conferences. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. 
Pigskin Picks 2021 is coming. Log on to 1380thefan.com and pick every NFL game every week and play in the 1380 The Fan exclusive contest for weekly prizes. Win the most weeks and you score tickets to the 2022 Colts home opener at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. It's Pigskin Picks. Pre-register now at 1380thefan.com. Week 1 begins September 9th from 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're short of PCO today. Let's try to stay on schedule. New customers have Emery's exterminator business buzzing. She needs new specialists to tackle a swarm of appointments. Norwegian tree mouse. That's a first. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Sunday! the savings event of the season. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle ExtravaFest is Avathon. Your chance to save big by bundling your home and auto insurance. But only this Sunday. 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 Unless you're busy, in which case you can bundle Tuesday. 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 Or if you already have dinner plans, then try Friday. 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 But if the week gets away from you, you can just wait till next Sunday. 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 Because Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle ExtravaFest is Avathon isn't going anywhere. 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 Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The final homestand of the 2021 Tin Cap season at Parkview Field is next week, Tuesday through Sunday, as Fort Wayne hosts the Lansing Lugnuts. Get your tickets now at TinCaps.com. But until then, the Caps are on the road. And after a 6-1 win up in Midland, Michigan last night, Fort Wayne looks to make it two in a row over the Great Lakes Loons tonight. First pitch is at 7.05. Our pregame coverage begins at 6.45 exclusively on 1380thefan.com. The first bet on season sports looks app is up to $5,000 risk-free, people. When I told my team about the idea, they said I was being too wonderful and magnificent. But I don't care how awesome this makes me. I'm doing this for the people. So just download the app, and that first bet is up to $5,000 risk-free. Caesar made an app for the people, people. Must be 21. Offer valid in Indiana only and for new players. Paid in bet credits. Terms and conditions apply. See Caesars.com slash promos. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. That's Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Have a question, comment, suggestion, opinion? We got the Automotive Color and Supply text line open at 46862. 46862, please put TS in front of your message. So we'll know it's for us. And we had a text that came in on the text line, Justin. And it says, TS, because they put it in the front of the message like we asked. Bishop Lewis makes a great argument that parochial schools should be class 3A or higher. Most 2A schools don't have the luxury of enrollment control and a talent pool to draw from like Bishop Lewis does. You want to go first? Why are you making me go first? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you getting my blood pressure up? Let's 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 focus on fun. two words in that. Enrollment control. Anyone who brings up the argument that Bishop Lewis High School controls its enrollment to stay in 2A for success in football loses absolutely all credibility with me. The school is not very big. No. 
It does not have the money to expand and build. It has a capital or, campaign. Or do they have the land? Or, They're or the landlocked land. there. You know, I just, you know, competent people listening understand. Bishop Lures is a 2A school. It's it's maxed to capacity in terms of what it can handle. It's not controlling the enrollment to have success in football. That's an absolute farce. It's a ridiculous argument, and quite frankly, one I will not entertain, and I've already given it too much attention this morning at the talent pool to draw from now and this is what i've said about both bishops over the years is that when you look at the rosters of the bishop Lewis knights and the bishop dwinger saints look at the rosters look at the names the generational names you know do you think you have to persuade a tipman to go to bishop dwinger or Kanapke to go to Lewis? exactly or x or you know yeah. i mean People like that. No, this is what happens generationally that this is what you do. And you know what? So kids on the south side of town actually want to go play for a winning program? That's a bad thing. What about kids that have gone to Snyder for that same reason? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Bishop Lewis, since 2014, their their loss totals, three, four, six, five, five, eight, seven. That's not a dominant program in the city. But now that they're 3-0 in the SAC... People want to, you know, bring up this tired argument? Come on. I think maybe we better go to the ACAC scores before <laughs> that being. It's, it's just a joke. It's a joke argument that further. continues to be proven wrong, and people keep bringing it up. But, hey, we appreciate the text. That's for sure on the Automotive Color and Supply text line. Let's move on to the Allen County Athletic Conference. Heritage over Woodland, 37-13. to 13. The Patriots with their first win. How about Eric Rodgers? 39 carries last night. But when you're going to gain 318 yards and find the end zone five times, I think you're going to give him the ball. And and, and Rodgers scored in each of the four quarters as part of his five touchdowns as well. So um, here it is with their first dub of the year. Much needed for Casey Colquhoun. Brutal. Starts off east side Norwell. You had Woodland last night. Now you go south Adams, Adams Central, both on the road coming up. So uh, this was a much-needed win for the Patriots going forward. Grant Segunda and the Jay County Patriots over Southern Wells, 63-12. to And Jay County, after an 0-9 2020 season, uh, is now 2-1 overall and 1-0 in conference play. And avenged a loss that uh, Jay County took two years ago to Southern Wells. So that was a uh, a big deal for Jay County last night. And just another step forward for that program. Brighter days ahead for the Patriots under Coach Grant Segunda. It was South Adams over Bluffton 42-32. Owen Warner, a sophomore, comes in and replaces his cousin at quarterback after an injury last week. He, he, I guess he did okay. He did all right. Threw four touchdown passes and rushed for one himself as South Adams just plugs in someone else that's outstanding. And uh, and once again, this guy, Owen, is a sophomore. Just uh, next guy in. It's a cliche, but South Adams just seems to be able to operate like that. Trey Shock being able to, uh, you know, battle back from an injury. He still wasn't 100% last night, but for him to play was big. For South Adams with Aiden Warner out and losing Plattner up front. 
uh, for a significant amount of time. That was a great game out of Bluffton. Both teams played tremendous. Lucas Hunt with a big game last night at quarterback for Bluffton. But uh, South Adams pulls it out. And at least for another another week, we'll stay number one in the AP poll. They'll have Heritage next week before they go Monroe Central, Adams Central, back-to-back weeks on the road in weeks five and six. That's going to be tough. And, of course, uh, I received a text from uh, listener John Price last night during the pregame show that said, Bluffton with the upset. Bank it. It was a trendy pick last night with knowing, you know, the struggles that South Adams was had having health-wise, but... It just shows, you know, you know the depth of talent. Yeah, they, they may only dress close to 50 kids at best, but the amount of, of, of players that South Adams has within its system is phenomenal, and they're able to pull out a road win last night. See, now Price is going to hear that and say, see, see, Justin Kenny has my back. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And uh, Adam Central, speaking of the Flying Jets, they will play at Mount Vernon tonight against Park Heritage. So uh, the Adam Central Flying Jets one and one on the season uh, coming off that east side loss last week, 21 to 19. We'll try to get things, uh, the ship righted against Park Heritage, but Park Heritage, pretty darn good football team. Yeah, that's a battle of top five teams at Class 1A, so that's one to watch this evening in Mount Vernon, Park Heritage and Adams Central. We'll see how the Flying Jets bounce back from that close loss on the road uh, at Eastside. Adams Central does not play a home game until week five they went road game road game neutral site road game next week and then they finished the season with uh three with uh three of the next five at home they only have three home true home games in the regular season jim now justin we're seeing more and more of these neutral site games what is the reasoning behind that well i feel like you're able to play a team that maybe you otherwise wouldn't be able to due to the distance especially when those are moved to saturdays so, you know, being able to go to Park Heritage is probably not the uh, the most advantageous thing to try on a Friday night after school, but you played at a neutral site in Mount Vernon, who's having several games today, from what I understand, at Mount Vernon. So uh, a good um, 1A showdown that maybe you probably wouldn't otherwise see until late in the postseason. So it gives these teams, you know, a little bit of um, ability to go places and showcase what they do. And it's also a team-building thing, you know, is that you just build your Saturday around it Earlier in the season, you get these boys to come you know, closer together, can definitely pay dividends down the road. Let's take a look at the Northeast Corner Conference uh, scores from last night. It was Central Noble over Fairfield, 35-14. to Chelsea, Michigan, a 42-14 winner over the Angola Hornets. Garrett loses to Cherubusco, 42-19. Eastside, 48. West Noble, 13. And uh, east, east side behind Laban Davis, uh, we've said it for, it seems like the last six years, uh, we've been talking about Laban Davis. But there again, he's he's a kid. He was, uh, what, 400 and some yards of total offense last night. And, and, and east side just keeps emerging with more weapons. Yeah, last night, Gavin, you know, Gavin Wallace had a big night. He was, uh, you know, kind of not seen in the first two weeks. Dax Holman's huge per usual. Uh, this team's really, really strong. Uh, it's it's tough to see anybody competing with them in the NECC, let alone the small school division. And how about Cherubusco going on the road, getting a big win, getting some guys back after the, the first two weeks dealing with COVID issues and other things. They go on the road and beat, uh, a, you know, what was a 2-0 Garrett team. Yes. Very impressive win. 
not just how they got it, but in the manner that they did dropping 42 on the railroaders. And uh, the the other score uh, from last night in the northeast corner was Lakeland getting uh, their first win of the season, beating Prairie Heights 34 to nothing. Today at 1 o'clock, Fremont heads to CHA Manual for a contest there. Once again, kickoff 1 o'clock there. And next week, the Northeast Corner Conference is actually going to be playing some divisional games. So some conference games in the big division and small division. Everybody through three weeks of the season uh, still uh, zero and zero in conference play. So uh, we will have all the scores from week four next week on Talking Sports. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking with our friend Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat as the Tin Caps ready themselves for the final regular season home stand of the season we'll do that when we return you're listening to talking sports presented by automotive color and supply exterminator business buzzing she needs new specialists to tackle a swarm of appointments norwegian tree mouse that's a first indeed can help her hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do with indeed instant match we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your sponsored job description visit indeed.com slash credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply sunday the savings event of the season. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa save Your chance to save big by bundling your home and auto insurance. But only this Sunday. 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 Unless you're busy, in which case you can bundle Tuesday. 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 Or if you already have dinner plans, then try Friday. 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 But if the week gets away from you, you can just wait till next Sunday. 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 Because Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa save isn't going anywhere. 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 Insurance company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Trent Diller, Senior Vice President and Agency Partner at Insurance Management Group, or IMG. My dad, Terry Diller, and myself brought our staff and over 200 years of combined insurance experience to Insurance Management Group in 2018. IMG has been providing personal and business clients competitive pricing and superior service for over 100 years, and with access to more than 20 personal lines carriers and 100 commercial lines carriers, we have options for all your insurance needs. In a time when agencies are being acquired by large entities, we have made a commitment to our clients and communities to remain locally owned, a tradition our ownership plans to pass down to future generations. We know purchasing insurance can be overwhelming, but our staff of over 50 employees is here to help make sure your experience is as painless as possible. So, if you're tired of the old, boring way of purchasing insurance to protect your most valuable assets, call the name you've trusted for your insurance needs for over 40 years, the Dealer Family, at 260-338-2434 or online at insurancemanagementgroup.com. We look forward to earning your business. Need a getaway in the wooded hills of beautiful Brown County, Indiana, or a stay in or near all the shopping and fun Nashville has to offer? Well, book one today with a cabin rental through Hills of Brown Vacation Rentals. From cozy one-bedroom cabins to luxury homes, pick out the cabin that is the perfect stay for you at browncountylogcabins.com. Seclusion in the woods, stunning views, hot tubs, game rooms, Hills of Brown has them all. Weekday specials available. Feel a million miles away, but just a short drive to Brown County. browncountylogcabins.com. Every day, we fight to preserve magnificent places and wildlife. We are Earth Justice, a national legal nonprofit fighting for your right to a healthy environment. Every day, we fight to advance clean energy. We are Earth Justice, 135-plus lawyers representing clients free of charge. Every day, we fight to combat climate change. We're Earth Justice, and we're here because, now more than ever, the Earth needs a good lawyer. 
Earth Justice uses the power of law to ensure our planet and its inhabitants have a future. No one fights more cases on the environment than Earth Justice. And we win almost every time. Because when we win, the air and water are cleaner, food systems are safer, and public lands are preserved. And we win because these are fights we cannot lose. Want to join us in this fight? The time is now. Go to earthjustice.org today. That's earthjustice.org. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. Text BRAVE to 24365 to learn how you can help first responders in your community today. Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a top 20 showdown in the Big Ten as the 12th ranked Wisconsin Badgers host the number 19 Penn State Nittany Lions. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as these two Big Ten elites square off in an early season matchup. It's Wisconsin and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shaw. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. As Earth, Wind, and Fire brings us back, a little shining star. Like it, like it, like it. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. Attempting to get in touch with Fort Wayne Tin Caps President Mike Nutter. Um, could be an ATT issue. Uh, not able to get in touch with Mr. Nutter. So uh, we will forge on. However, the Tin Caps last night were victorious over the Great Lakes Loons by a score of 6-1 to one in high central play. The Tin Caps now 51-55 of 55 on the season, though six games out of first place uh, that is uh, occupied by both Great Lakes and uh, Lake County. So uh, the Tin Caps with <laughs> some... Pretty uh, pretty elite draft picks that have now uh, come into Fort Wayne from the Padres and uh, are finishing out the season. So this makes this last homestand of the regular season this much more important just due to the fact that six games left, Tuesday through Sunday, and you get the opportunity to see some of the higher round draft picks. Uh, the first round draft pick of the Padres uh, is with the team now. And uh, you get to see just what these kids are like and uh, and it, you know, what they can do. You know, you remember uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. from, uh, you know, a few years ago that, that came in and you just knew he had MLB written all over him being the son of a major league baseball player and just his ability to uh, take the game to another level is uh, pretty incredible stuff. But get on out to Parkview Field for that last homestand. And uh, TinCapsTickets.com is where you can get your tickets or at the box office there as well. So um, that said, 
Let's segue just a little bit because now I I live um, in the in the Grable Indiana area and I work in Fort Wayne so I do a lot of traveling down 469 and 69 and I've watched the last uh, several months a large large structure going up near the 69 469 interchange and it uh, it got signage not too long ago and it says OPS on it. And this is something that is indeed coming to fruition. And I believe, how many thousand square feet are we talking, Justin? Touch under 100,000 square feet. And just an incredible facility. And this is something, and I know right now they're, they're, you're, you're taking applications for employment. Yeah. You will soon You can be, work with me. Uh, oh. And that, the you know, dried up. People's interest dried up apply this. anyway but yeah uh, maybe you won't see me yeah there you go or and also uh at what point in time will you be offering membership opportunities yes. to people very very soon um we've just opened it up to lutheran health employees and we're going through that process right now with uh, registering our our partners in lutheran health and the employees that want to come over us, particularly at the DuPont Hospital campus. With that, before we open it up to the public at large, but pre-sale tickets will be opening our pre-sale tickets. Pre-sale registrations and memberships will be coming up soon. There'll be three tiers. There'll be a individual membership. There will be a couple membership. And then there'll be a family membership as well. So look for uh, that to be released probably in the next week or two as we get closer to opening in mid-October. So a lot of things still to get done with the facility between now and mid-October, but, um, you know, progressing well, you know, just yesterday put the, um, you know, the, the coloring and the, and the wax down on the, uh, on the basketball courts as that be continues to cure. And so uh, every, every couple days uh, when I go out there, something, something new, as has been put down or, or installed. And so really, really excited as we get closer. It's been a dream of Dr. Russell for a long time and to, for this to finally come to fruition and, and really, really get closer to officially opening, it's getting really exciting. And from a health and wellness perspective, you, this new OPS facility has everything you could imagine on your own from a membership standpoint, but also your therapy and, and things of this nature and, and working with, uh, you know, with Lutheran Health Network and in such. It's, uh, you know, like I said, I'm excited about the fact that there's such a facility and, I, and I'm and i in uh, in rural Grable, let's say. Yeah. But you, I'm still 10 minutes away yeah. from, from this facility, which is exciting because there's not a whole lot out there uh, from a, a you know place to go and work out and, and be a member of. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that that you don't see in other facilities of this kind. Very much a first of its kind facility in the area. And Dr. Russell really canvassed the country, went to Chicago and went to San Diego and went to Florida. Really, you know, trying to take the best of the best of similar facilities to this and really, you know, meshing it all together for our facility. So there will be group classes. Uh, with adults with spin and yoga and hot yoga and all that. There'll be sports nutrition aspect of it with our nutritionist, um, Sarah Dorfler. And there'll be, you know, really next level 
technology to set up a game plan for you, whether it's to gain weight, whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to maintain, whether it's you need to lose weight for a surgery, something like that. Anything is possible when we come in here. And as you said, partnering uh, with our partners at the Orthopedic Hospital, Optimum Performance Therapy, it very much will be a one-stop shop to come in, get an injury diagnosed, get rehab, return to play, return to workout, all that stuff, return to your life. It's it's absolutely going to be a first-rate facility all around for all those things. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply Text Line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, we are uh, still attempting to get in touch with Mike Nutter. Uh, even he may be calling in uh, due to phone issues. You're pointing at something. I didn't know what you were doing. But we will see see if uh, we can get Mr. Nutter on the air because uh, we did have a text that came in asking uh, about the Tin Caps playoff scenario and what is the IA playoff format. So uh, we will attempt to see if we can't get things rolling with Mr. Nutter. Uh, this morning yet so once again 46862 automotive color and supply text line 46862 put ts in the front of your message and uh, as we do very often on this show we go to the book by blake sebring fort wayne sports history he gives a uh, a day-by-day calendar event of what has happened in fort wayne sports history on this date september 4th in 2009 Rod Smith becomes the SAC football's all-time rushing leader. Says the Harding senior rushed for 217 yards and three touchdowns on just 15 carries in a 63-7 win over Elmhurst. He broke the record on a 61-yard touchdown run in the third quarter to top the previous mark of 5,328 yards uh, by Wayne's Ray Byers, who graduated in 2008. Now, before going to Ohio State, he finished his career at Harding with 6,625 rushing yards, 66 touchdowns on an even 1,000 carries. Just an incredible performance by Mr. Rod Smith. And guess what? On the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Tin Caps President, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning. Good morning. I had to get a little bird from Mount Dora, Florida, told me, uh, my phone was ringing as busy, so who knows? Maybe T-Mobile's under the same thing AT&T has been in. Who knows? They, well, well, the bottom line is we we both persevered, and and here you are, <laughs> and we've we've already had a, a text that came in asking, and I'm, I'm just going to go right to it because the the whole the final home stand as we've talked about starts Tuesday and goes through Sunday. But the question is, what is the Tin Caps playoff scenario, and what is the High A playoff format? So great question. So the scenario is we would have to win almost all the games that are left. So the dumb and dumber line is, so you're saying there's a chance. So we're not eliminated. Uh, the format for just this one single year is the top two teams overall in the 12-team league. They don't have to be from the east and the west. Uh, it, the top two, no matter what division you're in, are in for a five-game series for the finals. Quad Cities has been the best team in this league from start to finish. Uh, if they're not clinched, I'm sure they're darn close. And then there's a bunch of other teams fighting to get in, of which we're still in that group. Mm-hmm. If it was the old format with the split, split seasons, we would be uh, in first place in the second half. Uh, Contreras has really 
really had the boys playing well. Uh, Bobby Hassel came in. I alluded to him last week saying, hey, there's rumors of a big prospect coming. Uh, the other guy that it sounds like is coming back on his road back to uh, stardom is Mackenzie Gore, and he may be starting as soon as tonight on the road and then back at home at Parkview Field sometime this upcoming week, which is awesome. He's been working on some mechanical stuff. He was not injured. They just sent him down to reset, and I think he's going to be a tin cap the rest of the way here starting later today. Very good. Well, and, and let's let's talk now about the – you know, this coming Tuesday, when the culmination of the regular season uh, at home for the Tin Caps takes place, and uh, and what are some of the the promotions and in special events that you have planned for the fans at Parkview Field during this uh, la- this last six game homestand? Absolutely. So we're home Tuesday through Sunday, like it's been all year. Tuesday night comes back with the family feast night and a peanut free night for all of them. Or friends that suffer from allergies. We see a lot of kids and people out on the two of those nights that we do a year. People love it. Wednesday's right back with the paws and claws with white claws and bring your dogs and, and I guess cats on a leash I've seen this year out to the ballpark. Wow. Uh, Thursday night is Thursday, Thursday. Uh, Friday night, September 10th is another great game. Saturday night, September 11th, uh, fireworks. And over 6,100 tickets already sold for that one. And then we wrap it up next Sunday, the 12th, at 105 against Lansing. Uh, the culmination of a lot of stuff and a lot of work. We can talk about that in future weeks when the season's over. Uh, of, of all the challenges and protocols and things, but we're not complaining about it. We feel blessed to have gotten this many games in, and uh, hopefully we get the last six in. And we're excited to see the fans back Tuesday through Sunday. You know, Mike, you talk about uh, the next Saturday having 6,100 tickets out already for that contest. What was your capacity on opening day for the Tin Caps in the 2021 season? That's a great question. In my mind, I think somewhere around 2,500. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day, it was a good question. They know I'm competitive. They hear our interviews every Saturday. Where are you guys going to finish in attendance? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I don't know that it'll be our second spot. It still could be. We've been second every year behind Dayton. Um, but I said, and I wasn't complaining. I was happy for the other teams. I said the Michigan teams opened up way before we did. South Bend was able to open up two home stands before we did. So making no excuses, the fans' support has been amazing. You just alluded to it. Its capacity was two to three thousand when we started. Uh, you know, next Saturday could be sixty-five hundred to seventy-five hundred people, uh, folks that just want to come out one more time and see the boys this summer and and uh, send them off. And who knows? Stranger things have happened than us winning five of the next six games and really getting a chance and having a crack at it. So mm-hmm. We're still in the mix right now, and it's been a lot of fun despite all the craziness that's gone on. Uh, outside that the fans don't know about and just protocols and the testing and, and again not complaining about any of it we all signed up to say hey this is a challenge what this is going to be and here we go with six home games left and we've still got an opportunity to not lose any games home and road because of COVID. well if if the casual fan only knew what professional sports teams have gone through with 
with protocol and and not having a lot in your own control being, uh, you know, uh, asked to or, or told to comply by uh, sources above, let's put it that way. It, it's very difficult and it has been very difficult, but the, the, the perseverance of everybody and the ability to adapt to the situation uh, has been just phenomenal. On, on, in all levels, you know, the comet, look at the, oh my gosh, look, look what the comets had to endure just to get on the ice this year. And that, that was a yeah. question, do we or don't we? And the Frankies said, yeah, the yeah. fans want it, let's do it. Because the fans have supported this team for years and years and, and decades for that matter. Same thing with the tin caps. When May 4th came around, and even though capacity was, was uh, just a, a shadow of what it is now, it was that feeling a normalcy that a lot of people were craving at the time. And the same thing, you know, let's say and with the Mad Ants. Mad Ants didn't even have a home season and, and won't open up until November 6th at the Coliseum. And when they do, it will have been 608 days between home games. But I can, I'm here to tell you, we have fans right now that are chomping at the bit to get back to a Mad Ants game. So it's great. But the behind the scenes has been incredible. Yeah, that's you just described it perfectly. My family and I can't wait to get out there to see you and Tim and the whole Mad Ants crew uh, when we get back in town because that's what this town is about. We've been the number one or number two or three or four minor league market uh, literally forever. Uh, it was Fort Wayne and Allen County and the surrounding areas, and the people have come back. They've been gracious because, like you said, so much stuff is out of our control, uh, including labor and different things, and, and people have been great. Um, you know, it started the year with people complaining to me that they don't want to wear masks and do social distance and all that. And like, hey, we get, you know, everybody has their own opinion. We just wanted to play. And we applaud the Frankies for rolling the dice when other teams didn't or couldn't. Um, then they were paid off with the ultimate reward with another championship and packed houses down the stretch. In the same way with the Mad Ants. We'll be so excited to welcome you guys back and fill that place the levels that we haven't seen in a while because it's a celebration for everybody of what we've been through and, and, and continuing back to normalcy. People are tired of hearing about it, you know, but we're just trying to do our part that we can, as are the comments, Matt Ants, and everybody else. And uh, we're proud to be a part of the minor league sports landscape in this region, that's for sure. Well, and, yeah, and, and one of the torchbearers for that as well because, uh, as we said, when people came back out to Parkview Field, it was just almost like a gigantic sigh of relief that this is what I remember summer being. <laughs> and, and it was, yeah. it, it's been great to be able to go out and walk that concourse and, and see people you haven't seen in a while that you always would see at a Tin Caps game during the summer. So, uh, no, it, it's it's awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, took a couple of tries, but we got it. And, uh, and and thanks to uh, uh, getting things in place. And, uh, and here, here comes that final homestand of the season. And best of luck in that as, as well. And who knows? Mathematically, postseason could still happen. That's right. Thanks so much for another great year. I know we'll talk next week, but you and Justin have been the best. And I truly appreciate you guys. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks. All right, that was Mike Nutter, president of Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat.
And uh, with that, we are just about out of time. Uh, I'd like to thank Mike for joining us as he does every single week. And uh, thanks to Justin Kenny for providing all of his expert commentary on high school football. Uh, thanks to you, the listener. Thanks for the text that came in. We appreciate it all. We are here to talk local sports of all sorts every Saturday morning, and we will do so once again next Saturday. So until then, for Justin, this is Jim. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Podcasts by Federated Media.